0: Making sure that it's going, and yes, we are live. Well, cool. Um, welcome, everybody, those that are joining us early, those that are joining us late. Welcome to the Making Awesome Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. We have the, I'm going to go with illustrious, I'm going with it, synthetic ephemera. She is here hanging out with us today we're gonna be talking all about resin, and you said you've watched a few of our uh, our episodes before. So, do you know what I mean when I say give us the Backstreet Boys?
1: No, I think who I've you missed are. That where one. you're from?
0: What you've been? And as long as you love <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think I've miss, I've missed though. <laughs> yeah, normally I wait like a minute or two, but I'm I'm jumping right in. Let's just go for it.
1: So, um, yeah, I'm synthetic ephemera. Um, I primarily print dolls and doll props. Um, I also do sculpting work, and um, I act as a print service for other people who have their own models that they want printed. And I've been doing this since 2015. Wow! I think. Quite a while. Yeah. Um, started out with a single uh, Prusa Mark II, and now we have nine machines total.
0: Oh, so you did start on the FDM side then? Mhm. Yeah. Are you pure resin at this point, or are you nope. still mixing? Still mixing. Um,
1: pretty much depends on what our clients need.
0: So. <laughs> how much detail do you need, do you need individual <laughs> <Yeah>. phalange manipulation <laughs> detail you're not getting that on fdm yeah not a snowball's chance uh yeah that's that's always a fun one um when people reach out they're like yeah i need this level of detail i'm like I- and i only want it to cost this much well <laughs> oh well you know we, we weren't even getting to the cost part of it that's you know, that, that just that's usually what, what it is. is,
1: though. They want they want X level of detail, but they don't want it to cost a lot. And I'm like, well, we can go this far with detail and have it not cost that much. But you're going to be sanding
0: a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Maker Vikings here. Hey, Maker Viking, how you doing? But um, yeah, I I definitely have this same thing. It's like, all right, I understand that you want to keep it cheap. We're all about keeping it cheap or let me rephrase that more affordable Mm because cheap is definitely a wrong connotation. Uh, it is difficult to say the least to say, all right, you can get it this way and it will be effectively injection molding quality, a little bit of sanding on the supports. And that's really about it. If they don't want to pay for it on our side, because we of course will finish the parts, you know, the way that they want, but a lot of times they don't want to do that. Then, or you can do it FDM where you might sit there and ride the struggle bus for a few hours for yeah. sure and So develop early carpal tunnel for oh one part gosh. yeah yeah and uh you will have a very intimate relationship with a pair of flush cut cutters as part of your like resin printing uh you know future and i would love to get some uh, so, some tool tips from you as well at some point oh. to uh be like all right so I love the Hakos, you know, flush cuts, but I know you've got a brand that you're like, these are the best. I have been using these 30,000 cuts a day for the last seven years. It's, whatever,
1: it's yes! whatever these are. It's the it's, Hakos. I have, I have like eight of these that get sent with the printers. I There's like two in my drawer next to me. There's another four in the printing room. Have you ever broken
0: a jaw? A oh, yes.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. For like,
0: you're like, I'm just going to cut this resin. Snaps pliers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I've... the resin won this round.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've broken a couple. And I've broken a few um, the scrapers, the metal, the paint scrapers, getting parts off boards.
0: How? Like, you've chipped yeah, scrapers?
1: Yeah. I've been pulling the part off and it's the board or the scraper is split in half. Oh my.
0: That's a part really didn't want to come off the board. No, no, that is a, that's a part that is very much (laughs) on a, uh, so nerd you're about to learn the hard way of what spring steel really is. Yeah. Yeah. I have never. And like in my experience of all three, I have never once,
1: I ended up having
0: to soak that board
1: in acetone to get the part off.
0: Oh, so this was FDM. No, it was resin. Does acetone attack resin the same way that it attacks like FDM parts? Mm Mm-hmm. So that resin print was gone too. Yeah, yeah, it was Hmm. gone. Because I I see people using acetone as a washing material. I'm like, I... Don't if think that's a good it, idea. It, yeah,
1: if you soak it long, it takes, it, it takes longer to eat it away, but mm. if you soak it long enough, it will eat at it. Um, I don't have any up here. It was an eyeball. I know that doesn't help, but it's basically just, think of a, a half dome yeah. or a half sphere, and it was flat to the board, and it just there was no way it was coming off without... Um,
0: Gentle, physical persuasion yeah
1: yeah i asked it nicely and it told me to go to hell
0: <laughs> Jeez. yeah no thanks on that that's uh yeah nope i, I it, see for me it's i'm using the scrapers and then all of a sudden the part releases and i've still got a goes... fair bit of force <laughs> boom no it's <laughs> into my oh, own hand
1: oh yeah i did that last night i i did that last night i have a, a hole in my my hand from doing that last night is this
0: why we can't have nice things yeah this is why we can't have nice things (laughs) i i've I've always said use a cutting glove but like for resin i refuse to use a cutting glove yeah i'm using a cutting glove it is underneath another another glove like exactly how you would do it in food service where your cutting Mm -hmm. glove is on the inside and then you've got the
1: plastic one over it or the vinyl
0: yeah because like i should probably do that you know look and now it's a prevention right right uh, but I, I think a lot of us learn these lessons the hard way right um you know we've all we literally make a meme out of resin is toxic like we've got a whole thing and i really do need to put it in obs so i can have it come up on screen just in the background yeah because it's like dark red letters and it's like boom 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 resin is yeah. toxic and like the patrons want us to make uh t-shirts with oh right that would be fantastic Um, which is hilarious it should also be pretty much an obvious thing right would you go drink two-part epoxy resin no then why don't not drink the forbidden milkshake right because uh
1: oh yeah especially with some of the concoctions that i make with the glitter that look like just absolute
0: delicious candy
1: let's talk and about you're that like i want i really want to
0: drink this but no <laughs> that's that, that there's the uh <laughs> the quote the quote that we use i really want to drink this but no 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 promise i won't use that but uh it, that that is the thing right you are kind of i and, and i don't know if i'm gonna say it the right way the queen, the queen of mixins right that that is your that is your specialty you have effectively yeah pioneered this whole idea of guess what resin does not have to be the color that you bought it in it does not have to have that same surface finish that you bought it in it does not even need you can add anything you want to it you're going to as far as I'm aware drastically raise the level of like care and need for it oh yeah Than you would if you were just printing normally but Quite literally, the sky's the limit here, right? For the most part. I mean,
1: as long as it fits within a layer, you can put it in the machine. So, you know, you're not going to be able to put, like, beads and stuff in the resin. But
0: I mean, if you were running at really least thick I layers, haven't... you could.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you were running really thick layers,
0: you could put probably seed beads in the resin. I haven't tried it yet, but... That's why we got to get you that SL1S where it could do the, the <laughs> 200 <micron laughs> layers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you, you couldn't color I think, at that point. Uh-oh. Oh, we're good. No, you could. Okay. I, I, I lost you, me for a little could. bit there. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, hold on. Let you, me, you, uh... you should be able to... Look... Oh, is it still... No, no, no. We're, we're, we're good. I lost me okay. for a second. We're okay. Um, I'm going to stop. I was recording on our end, so I'm just going to stop the recording on our end. But, um, you know, we we look at what is possible and when you want to do those thick layers you don't really have a choice you are basically stuck at using clear resin right no i've put no. mica yeah i've put mica in opaque resin
1: and not had any issue i've put glitter in opaque resin and not have it, had any issue
0: i could see glitter but uh, w- does the percentage of mica have to go up when you're using an opaque resin versus a, uh... If you
1: really want it to, like, punch you in the face show, yes. Um, if you just want, like, a light kind of sparkle to it, not really. Um, I yeah, put about okay. the same amount that I do in, in resin, in clear resin. Um, I don't have her. I have, I have, a. Somewhere I have a blue, it's the Prusa Azur blue that mm. they sent with the machines mm-hmm. that I dumped um, Micah in. And she's sparkly. She looks
0: like an icicle. Can we talk about the, the mix-ins and kind of, one, what got you to even saying, I want to do this. Or I, I really want to just <laughs> dial it to 11 in terms, of, in terms of difficulty. But then why you kept with it. So um,
1: I I'm in a hobby um, that has casted resin dolls. Mm -hmm. Um, You can probably see a few of them on the shelf in the background. Um, And in the last, I'd say, 15 years of the hobby, um, using clear resins with things inside of them, glitter, beads, things like that, has become much like the poured resin art. Things have happened is the same with the casted resins. And I was like, I want to do that. How can I translate this into the printed dolls? And I just I literally had some nail art powder like the mica that you rub on and some chunky. um, It's like shredded Mylar opalescent Mylar, we call it unicorn. um, Unicorn glitter. I threw those in the vat of my Moai and just hoped it would come out
0: you're like it." i'm just gonna send it i don't (laughs) care
1: it was a vat that was on it was an old pdms vat that was on its last leg um that i you know we were gonna chuck anyway so if it messed the vat up i didn't really care and it worked and so i started to refine the process from there because it was the first one that printed There were a lot of issues there was like holes in it and things like that, but it was sparkly Um, and the glitters glitter was in it and the mica was in it and it dyed it and I went from clear glitter to this like cobalt blue color. Um, Right. And so I just started refining the process from there because I was like, "Well, it works, and the machine didn't explode on me, and the laser isn't fried." And
0: <laughs> those are those are all the things that I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pool of resin is still in the vat. Well, <laughs> long. Yeah, the, the <laughs> tank didn't crack, and <laughs> there's not fumes. So. Now, when did you start getting into doping the resin? Because I know, like we we recommend to people look at doping your resin. And Bill Todd asked this question of uh, any tips for changing the material properties. He's managed to soften some clear any cubic resin with too much too much ink. ink. Yeah, you get oversaturation.
1: Um, using the uh, acrylic inks will do that too. You get kind of a rubbery consistency. If you use alcohol ink, right? Uh, even the acrylic inks that don't have alcohol in it, Mm -hmm. the, the, like the, um, Liquitex acrylic ink, the high flows, I guess they have such a high water content that it causes the resin to go kind of spongy when it's cured. Right. Um, the alcohol inks will definitely make your stuff, um, spongy and even crack on cure. If you use too much of it, I don't, the, the inks that I use are oil-based, okay so they don't i haven't had any issue yet of them really changing the property of the resin um
0: searches for a piece of wood to knock on right yeah right
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you know i yeah if you're going for softer um i mean there's resin mixes out there like if you want to go if you want your part to be kind of tougher and i guess more have more bounce you do you know, there's the there's the rubber resins. Or not re- well, they're not really they're there's more the,
0: like I guess elastic resins. Yeah, the tough resins. There's yeah. Sort of, uh, Sorayatech's kind of the, the company that I look at for That's uh, all I it's you know, I've got and I've got some See, my resin is literally within reach, so I can grab yeah. it. I've got some of this old mono price resin that I have basically refused to open at this point because Soraya Tech just it works and it it is now the one thing i've noticed um soraya tech settings i can't necessarily say let's consider these gospel (laughs) i yeah i i will start especially with the additives
1: i will start at their base and i will usually have to go plus minus depending on which machine i'm working on um probably 5 to 10 in either direction. Like with the with the the MSLA machines it's usually like a couple more seconds cure time on initial layers. With the eyes I'm having to raise the laser power by like 2 points. So it's not a huge That's it's not, not a, that bad.
0: No, it's not drastic. Are you using the Amerilabs Toontown test print that a lot of us use to dial in resin or are you just sending it and seeing how it looks?
1: I just send it and see how it looks because I'm impatient. <laughs>
0: I was impatient until I started playing <laughs> with casting resin. So for those oh, that are listening yeah, to audio I only, I am holding up some casting resin from Soraya Tech. This is Soraya Tech Cast. And, uh, yeah. I had, like, six failed prints before. I'm like, all right, all right. I should not just keep it. And they're little tiny rings. Yeah. Um, but good lord, like... Vroom settings and all that where you're really, like, moving that build does not work for cast. Will not no, work. No, it's got to be slow. 50 millimeters a second or less. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It was a good experience because those are rings. They are jewelry. They are in casting resin. Boy, I wonder what they're going to be used for. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, previously we were doing regular resin prints, just straight raw resin for burnout. And you can sometimes, if you can heat it hot enough, completely and cleanly burn out regular resin. But with you the amount go. of effort that you have to put into it, it's not worth it. It's like yeah. double the price to go with casting resin. Um resin Resin's about thirty dollars a liter. Last I checked. Cast was 73 delivered. Yeah. Um, from Tech's website, if you don't need it fast, go buy it direct from Tech. They ship it from Amazon, but it's like three or four bucks cheaper because they're not uh, they're not paying Amazon fees on that anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I have haven't to had agree. a chance
1: to play with it. But I mean, if it's anything like the rest of their resins, it's I and I've seen I've seen what people have been doing with it, so mm. I know it works. Um. But. Yeah, I, I mostly play in the the fast and simple with a little bit of uh blue and tenacious thrown in depending on the project.
0: I love blue. Except yeah. when it's cold, except when I want to breathe, except when Yeah, mash. I was going to say this accurate. <laughs> so I I kind of hate blue. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, blue is Tech's Tough Resin and uh tough is correct. We have some Uh, dice that we made and I initially was going to print it out of blue I'm like oh yeah let's print it out of blue oh my god Uh, could not get clean layers could not get um, you know anything valuable out of it because it needed to be dimensionally accurate but I found mixing blue like you said with regular resin you can buff regular resin to make it quite a bit nicer. Personally, yeah. I am all about, uh, tenacious in regular resin, but we were talking a little bit before we started about the mix-ins and how they cause problems. Cause my thought was, well, Hey, if I'm going to be putting glitter and mica and literally abrasives into something where your entire goal is not to create abrasions on your FEP film, <laughs> That there might be some problems here. Can you talk? Because I was surprised, and I bet the, the audience would be surprised too, about where the failure mode occurs with mica and with glitter inside of these vats.
1: So at least in the MSLA vats, which are built differently than the SLA vats, mm-hmm. um, the failure point isn't in the printable space for the resin, um, which is where your vat sits against the FEP. Um, right. It's actually on the lip where the the FEP and the metal meet. So you've, you've got your vat sides and the FEP goes up and you've got your bracket. And I actually have um, I have one of my SL1 vats here that I can show that has, it doesn't have a ton of glitter in it because this isn't one okay. that I use for a whole lot, but it has some glitter in it um but basically this line here this edge where the metal and the FEP meat is where all the failures that i've ever had with glitter printing have happened it's never happened on this part
0: and for those that don't know a a, a fep film i don't even know what fep stands for but it, it it it's a film it's a it's a clear plastic film and it is stretched tightly around a vat and then there's a plate of screws that are used to tension it so it is basically wrapped around a corner and you want that because you want that really really tight wrapping but when you have abrasion you've got a problem because remember in most resin printing and I'm going to say most because consumer grade resin printing is all like this You are lifting off of an FEP vat. You are not printing into a vat full of liquid. You are lifting away. So you have to peel away from that FEP. And that that means that FEP is moving ever so slightly quite a few times, right? It it is flexing. And that flexing is effectively causing the glitter to just ram itself into the FEP. Yeah. That's some bad news, bears. Because what happens when a vat fails <laughs> depending on the size of the failure
1: the hole um, little leak or the entire resin vat ends up um, inside the printer where you don't want it all over the screen um, down in, into it just the... gets everywhere and because yeah, it's, so, it's, it's so thin bad.
0: it literally does leak into everything yeah, um, I've seen particularly on Formlabs printers, but the older ones before they put the glass plate over the uh, the laser, where yeah. the vat would break and it would just dump resin into the laser and the galvo. Yep. And you're not cleaning that
1: out because it's still running usually while it's happening, so it's curing. Yeah, it's, oh, what shit, oh shit! Spilled. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's if you're there when it happens, you yep. do that. If you're not there when it happens, you come back and you're like,
0: "Well, that sucks." Now, the benefit of do of the benefit of it occurring on an MSLA is that, generally speaking, it's going to fail where it's printing, and yeah. so if you're lucky, an area around the hole and the hole gets exposed and seals itself. It seals itself. Now your print's gone at that point. Yeah, that and your screen. Usually (laughs) I, so I have never had a screen fail because of a failure like that. I have dropped a bill plate on my screen. Oh, and actually for those that don't know, uh, Brad, who's on our team is Brad's going to come get that printer, but I'm like, wait a minute. I have a YouTube channel now. So we're going to actually do the repair for a video. We're going to talk about changing out a screen for a video and I'm going to have Brad do it. Because I believe it is easy enough that a kid can do it. It is. But we, we run OG Elagoo Marses because they still haven't died yet. I've had one die from the screen just finally dying. Because those are LCDs. Those are not monos. Yeah. And I've killed two by dropping the build plate onto the screen.
1: I've had one fail because of resin. And again, it was where on the edge where it leaked. It actually cured to the very upper edge of the screen. And when I pulled it off it ripped part of the screen screen. didn't rip the screen out it ripped part of the screen out and here's a testament to prusa's screens the screen still worked (laughs) and i printed on it for another two weeks while i waited for my replacement to
0: come in and see that that's kind of the benefit of running an lcd screen is that it's got that piece of glass over it to effectively protect it yeah a mono screen do any of your you have printers with monos right i do not no I do not. So there is no protective layer on a mono screen because they rely on that lack of glass yeah. to work. Um, so we've got four Saturns, a mono X, um, and they're all right next to me, so I'm pointing at them. Two, four, five working Elegoo Marses. I still have an original Elegoo Mars in the box. Oh, wow. Because I, I when the SL1 came out, I yeah. said, all right, as a business do I want one printer or do I want seven? And I went with the seven and I think I ultimately did not make the right decision because at least for what we do, it's gray. Everybody wants gray. Yeah. Every now and then they want like a white or a clear or something like that. And when I explain to them what is required, they're like, Oh yeah, just do it in gray. We don't care. We'll paint it. Um, because the SL1, it is truly built to be a better machine. Now, I don't mind the Elegoo Mars. I think they're great machines overall, especially at the $200 price yeah, point that for I bought them for. what
1: they But I'll tell
0: you, when the screen breaks, I just replaced it. I am not yeah. going to fix it. As a business owner, if I paid myself even $25 an hour, which is nothing for a business owner, there is no point in replacing those screens. The screens are like $35. It, it'll take you about two hours to do it. The printer's $200. Just go buy a new dang printer. Um, Bill Todd says he thinks there's a piece of glass below. He says there's, he thinks that there's a piece of glass below the screen on a Saturn. I have a Saturn with an OVAD. I'd like next.
1: to know because that's the next machine we're looking at possibly getting to Hold add. On. I'm going to stand up and check.
0: I don't normally stand up on stream, but you know what? We're going to do it. So, And the one thing I hate about Elagoo's, the friggin' cover, you have to take it off. Yeah.
1: Somewhere. All, right, all,
0: um, all of my doors
1: and and lids and stuff on all of our machines are attached so that's gonna definitely be a that is
0: my my preference for is, me <laughs> i wish they had doors that were attached because realistically that's that's where it matters by the way have you seen the size of a of a saturn vat yeah and that's that's primarily why we're looking at one because
1: i need something in between the size of the moai and the phenom Um, that has the speed
0: or at least near the speed of the SL one, because. Oh, I'm doing the internet dirty. I'm peeling off plastic on the screen. Oh no. uh, And they're not able to see it. Hold on. Oh yeah, there is, there is a piece of glass. Look at that. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. There is a piece of glass. Okay. Um, Oh, uh, the other fun thing with, with bill plates is you get to do the nice reverb. The reverb talk. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that was painful. I should not have bent down like that. Um, (laughs) But okay, so that's good. I know some of them don't, um, particularly the big resin printers. You have a Phenom? Does that have a? Piece? I do. But it that- does not. It's open
1: underneath underneath the screen. It's an open, <sighs> at least on now. I have one of the early model Phenoms, and there is a difference, as we found out recently with the upgrade kit. Um, there's a difference between the first-gen Phenoms and the later-gen Phenoms that they put out. So the the later-gen ones that have the the bracket Mm -hmm. that the screen sits in, they might have some sort of protection, but mine is literally the screen just kind of sits over the top of the light array and if anything
0: gets through it... Then the nice thing is the light arrays on some of the more... Like the light arrays on a Mars or a Mars 2 Pro... It's literally just a cob LED with maybe some, you know, some, uh, some lenses. But, like, on an SL1 and SL1S, you don't want resin getting in there.
1: No, and it's the same on the Phenom. It's open. It's just an array of LEDs. So yeah. There's no lenses or anything over it. So, if anything gets down in there, it's going to get onto the LEDs.
0: I was, um, I've got an Elegoo Mars that I have pulled apart. It's not, <laughs> it is not close enough where I can grab it. And the one thing I don't do is I don't walk on camera because I, 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 those that don't know i have a bad back i have two herniated discs oh. and uh i either have to walk with a cane and the staff have been waiting for me to use my cane on camera and i don't do it because they're, they they want to make a meme of me using my cane on camera and i've oh. deliberately avoided ever using <laughs> the cane on camera so that they can't make the meme but i i end up i look like i'm drunk so i i, I try and i am stone sober uh i i don't walk on camera with the cane but um yeah the the mars is like really really simple and i know and similar to how the phenom had a revision the saturns also had revisions um there were three separate revisions to the saturn and the only way you know what saturn you have is to measure the build plate oh wow you can tell it by the serial number two but originally you had to quite literally measure the build plate um sergeant kill said what's with the mark three that's sitting idle uh I don't need to run it. (laughs) Um, it, We were going to run it. So, actually, the machines that are running behind me right now, for those that are watching us on YouTube or Twitch, these are making parts for the IC3D Toys for Tots campaign. Um, So, I'm literally paying to do this. We're not getting paid for that. Um, But, you know what? It's a lot of fun. It'll be some fun marketing uh, for us. And who doesn't like helping kids? And IC3D sent us a bunch of free filament to do it. So, A plus for that. Um, So, actually... This time lapse Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, is going to be uh, the trucks. So we're running a bunch of trucks. Uh, that's going to be the time lapse for Tuesday. So there you go. If you actually also watch our channel religiously, now you know what's coming out on Tuesday. Because <laughs> uh, the printer directly behind me here is our time lapse printer. It is a dedicated time lapse rig. It's got a. It's got the nice DSLR camera and the clock and all of that. But um, synthetic, what have you found to be one of the most difficult things regarding resin 3d printing as a whole and then when you started experimenting i want to know both of those
1: um uh, when i started it was getting supports right um really like especially coming from an fdm yeah background moving over into resin printing because it's a whole you, you set things up completely different um, you have to think upside down, so that was, you know, getting my brain to not think in FDM terms yeah. for supports and stuff was the the biggest challenge at first. What um, overhangs? You can't do yeah, overhangs. Yeah, in overhangs. <laughs> I mean, you can, uh,
0: but you probably shouldn't.
1: Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that, and then now it's um, matching colors is my biggest issue like i will get clients no not even between vats clients will send in a sample and getting um the color match because when the resin cures depending on what the color is it will either slightly darken or slightly lighten um so and then also you have the transparencies to deal with because the resin is inherently even even gray resin is just Inherently uh, slightly translucent versus with the casted resins and the vinyls for, that are in some of the dolls, they're completely opaque. So you have to figure out how to balance that when you're color ma- matching to some of these um, casted parts and the vinyl parts.
0: And and make no mistake for those that that don't know synthetic ephemera, one, go look her up first, right? Because the if you are into ball joint dolls and you want quite literally. One of the best models that you can get that they're not going to sell you stls but or maybe no i don't think you do no yeah, i don't i'm pretty certain STL. you don't do that no. uh, but if you want to get some of the highest quality uh, ball joint figures out there period like this is where you're going the detail that you do it it it, it, it makes me sick sometimes because i know the <laughs> amount of effort that's like all right I gotta cut the support off this finger, and if I move it even a millimeter in the wrong direction, we're screwed. That is a high-heel shoe. She is holding up a high-heel shoe that is no bigger than three millimeters. Yeah, it's... Good lord, have mercy.
1: And it has spikes on it. Yeah, kind of... I can see the spikes. It does not want to, because it's so small, my camera's just yeah, not...
0: Yeah, that on. is absolutely crazy. But yeah, there's little spikes across the top, and... So you, you don't you don't only just make the the figures or the dolls you're also making a lot of accessories too
1: props and accessories and um, yeah everything um, it yeah it, it's it's an all inclusive um, trying to find I know I have one up here there's one fiddle again
0: itty bitty a ring it's a nose ring for a doll i want okay i want people to understand <laughs> that i struggle to print like a size six okay this is a and size that is six resin ring. that is resin printed that is resin printed it's not you printed what is effectively a size 19x0 right <laughs> Uh, it, what is the what is the dimensions on that? Is is that can't be it's, bigger than a couple of millimeters in any direction. Uh, that's one of our bigger
1: ones, and I do have smaller. I just don't know where they are. One um, of the bigger it's. Ones <laughs> yeah, on. it's one. It's one millimeter across. One, one freaking millimeter
0: across.
1: Yeah, the 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 diameter of the circle is one millimeter. So the the spikes on it are, I I have no idea. Less than that by oh,
0: quite a bit. So you you quite literally deal with the pixel size. Of yeah,
1: yeah. I'm well. Those were actually printed on the Moai with,
0: with the laser. With the laser, yeah. Um, get I have spot I, size.
1: I have printed them on um, the SL1, and yeah, I am I'm basically at the pixel limit when I print
0: them on the SL1. Did you see Frozen is launching a Mars-sized printer with an eight K screen? I did not. It is like six hundred dollars. I might I might need to look at that later. But it's 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 the SL1 <laughs> build size.
1: Oh, see, I need to, ah, I need bigger.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so uh, normally I say you don't. It does not matter if your screen is 2K or 4K. The caveat here is unless you're doing really really small shit, which is what I do. It is literally what you do. Yeah. Um, um frozen, and so that th- this brings me into our next subject, which is the software, because. There is uh, there's a turf war going on right now between Chi2Box and literally everybody else. The Moai runs its own dedicated software, right? What is that?
1: It's a hand.
0: Is that a hand for one of the ball joints? Yeah. It's a hand. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. That hand is no bigger than two or three millimeters.
1: Same hand.
0: Holy crap! <laughs> on the doll. Um, yeah, I, I I normally say that resolution doesn't matter because ultimately the average person will not will not see a difference. You, on the other hand, yeah, you want give me all the pixels. I want yeah, I want every every single pixel possible of course (laughs) we've got the frozen sonic mega 8k we've got the elegoo jupiter we've even got the elegoo saturn but those are 4k for the saturn and then 8k for the jupiter but the jupiter is so big it's a you don't really care about your effective resolution you care about pixel density yeah now correct me if i'm wrong the spot size on a moai is like what 35 microns or so yeah And somewhere
1: around there. And when I print those nose rings, Mm -hmm. I print them at um, 0.2 for my layer.
0: Okay. 0.02, you mean? Yeah, 0.02. So the average layer height, for those that don't know, in resin is 50 microns or 0.05. This is 0.02. So that is less than half of what your traditional layer height normally is inside of resin. So that is a big deal. Now, back to the software. Prusa SL1 uses Prusa Slicer, thank God.
1: Yeah. Moai uses...
0: (laughs) Moai has
1: Asura, which is the one that they put out. And then you can also slice with Cura if you have the profiles for it, which is what I do, because that's what we had to start with before they put out Asura, and I just got so familiar with it. You get used to it. it. Yeah.
0: And then, do you have any of the
1: printers that require Two Box? I, the... Phenom can use the Chi2 box, but I've switched over to Lychee because I hate Chi2. With Are you in the Lychee Discord? I'd probably not. Okay,
0: because I I put it <laughs> I in there some promo discords. thing that I'm hanging out with you, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know to tag you. Yeah, I don't I don't think I am. You
1: um, know, you I could,
0: didn't know they had one. They do, and you might benefit from it because they are releasing private betas in there to anybody in the oh, discord oh okay i personally don't do it because like from a business standpoint i don't want to screw around i am i love lychee slicer uh, everybody thinks they pay me to say that they only gave me a free copy of, of pro after we did the initial video <laughs> and it was only because they saw our video like they don't pay me i wish they would but they, they, they're good like they're a smaller team they don't yeah. i don't think they've got money to be paying influencers
1: my my only my only issue with lychee is it's subscription based, and I I absolutely love subscriptions. I'd rather pay a license fee, like a a one time license fee. But I mean, on the plus side,
0: it's not that bad. No, it's and... not. And the free version's still fantastic. It is. Yeah, I so... know. I I am bummed that they that they gate the hollowing behind the uh, the paid. I do all my hollowing in ZBrush so. Oh, okay. All right. So you are a masochist. <laughs> Got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. I, I very rarely hollow in slicer. I almost always hollow in because I need. Usually, when I'm hollowing, I'm building the ho- the drain hole into the design, so I need it to be in a specific spot in a specific place. Um,
0: it's uh. So you're you're doing custom designs inside a Z Brush. And that way, you can effectively control everything because that's the one thing I've noticed. We've we've had a few clients in the past that that are heavy into ball joint dolls, and I actually and one of them we didn't have the greatest relationship with. That's my fault. Um, what I thought they wanted and what they actually wanted were two very different things. We had a, a big communication issue there, but I even sent them saying, "Hey, you should come check this one out because you need to be buying from this person." They they know what they're doing. This they wanted to get foldable wings that yeah. are actuated by moving certain areas of the doll. So that's, when, when you would straighten the back, the wings would then unfold. Yeah,
1: that's uh that's some engineering. There. That is
0: some engineering. Now we got that. <laughs> we did get that, and it was we just used um some some rods, effectively, just like some push rods, if you will. Yeah, uh, but. That was easy to get the wing to open, but it was a two-piece wing so it had to double open and that uh, we did with some elastic band like the um, which is what
1: the dolls use anyway. It's uh like
0: Yeah, it's just exactly. very elastic. And so all of yours are individual pieces that are ball jointed together that are then tied together with that elastic band. Yeah.
1: So it's so not just it's...
0: print sand assemble done no 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 no. there's another no. step of stringing oh. the dolls okay yeah yep oh man you're even putting actual knees in there too
1: yeah they're floating and the wrists or not the wrist but the the elbows yeah the elbows um and i need to model like was... that for
0: my back to say okay it hurts right about here. <laughs> right
1: here here here's the problem <laughs> And this is this is another this is a, a bigger one that's built differently. She doesn't have floating um, peanut joints. They're built into the the lower. Oh, okay.
0: So it is. It's more like a ball and socket joint. Yeah. Similar but to what still, is natural. But still. It's still.
1: It's still elastic strong.
0: Right. So. Right. That that keeps. Because that, that was something I was going to ask all about. Like, okay, my understanding is some ball joints are put together literally snap fit, but over time that's going to wear. And it's going to get loose. The idea of the, yeah. uh, of the string and the elastic is that even as it does wear and get loose, it's under tension. So it's always it got that uh, that tautness to it. Yeah. OK. So, I it's, dig that. yeah,
1: it's and and the, the ball and the, the ball and socket doll, dolls are usually based off of um, they have almost an internal skeleton usually. Um, OK. Not all of them, but a lot of them, they'll have some sort of rigid internal skeleton that the parts plug into um, or are physically part of. It's co- more common in the vinyl dolls. Um, and then there's there's um, some of the... Do you know what American Girl dolls are? They're the they're soft body 18-inch, um, mm-hmm. like dolls they have a soft body and they have um plastic ada bring me your your wednesday doll
0: Ah, the benefit the better than having minions. having a
1: child yes
0: minions no 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 they are (laughs) minions (laughs) whether they're good or evil depends on the day
1: um there's there's soft body dolls that have hard plastic limbs um and not all of those but some of those are held together with string Mm -hmm. or elastic So like this, she's going to be Wednesday for Halloween. So we have a headless doll. Um, Appropriate. But so this one is, it's a squishy body. Okay. And then it's got hard plastic limbs. Right. Now these are just, um, these are just, uh, they have like a flange and then it's either zip tied in or um, sewn in. But there are ones that have an elastic that run between the the two um, limbs and then between the the these limbs okay um, so there's there's a whole bunch of different ways to build a doll yeah um, no ball, matter
0: what you're going through that
1: yeah the ball jointed dolls are uh, traditionally the definition is a doll that has um ball style joints. Now they've evolved beyond being a ball at this point, but, and it's strung with elastic that's under tension, which is how it is able to hold poses and move like that.
0: Now you've used SLA and MSLA. So your Moai is a traditional SLA, which is a laser with a galvo. For those that don't know, a galvanometer is just a It's a mirror controlled by a servo and it can move incredibly accurately incredibly fast like multiple G's worth of acceleration on these things uh, and that's how it can ah, scan the layers you also have your MSLA which is going to be your phenom any others that are MSLA the, the, the SL1 SL1 right, right the SL1 yes. and you haven't used DLP DLP is getting a resurgence now I've used DLP I just don't own a DLP have you used the old school or the new school DLP the old school. So old school DLP was literally a projector underneath a piece of glass that would just project a light up. These new school DLPs are the projector, but smaller inside of a printer. And it is not like, literally you had to go out and get a, a 1080p projector, stick it underneath yeah. the printer. No, this is a DLP module inside of a 3D printer. It oh, is wow. not a DLP projector anymore. Um, Any Cubics got their... Uh, they're Ultra, I think is what they're calling it. Elagoo is releasing a Mars 3. That is all like that. But at least for us, we're not going to be touching those until this whole Cheat 2 box bullshit is taken care of. Yeah. you know. And yeah,
1: well, I won't touch anything that's that's hardlocked at Cheet 2.
0: Yeah, Cheat 2 is not inherently a terrible software, but it is also far from a good software. I, I, I think uh, Uncle Jesse put it, properly where they are constantly making updates not a single one of them have been beneficial that we can find out <laughs> yeah i still yeah. i did a computer upgrade an upgrade i went from a an, an i7 k old school like seven years old two weeks ago to a i5 four hundred. uh and, and i GT still can't work run anymore like, it still crashes it still locks my computer uh i, I don't or Chitu, sorry, Lighty. Yeah, Chitu, not Lighty. I love yeah. Lighty. I have Lighty open right now. <laughs> um, I, 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 there's one thing about Lighty that I don't like is that sometimes when you go to close it, it will uh fail to close and start eating RAM faster than Chrome. Ooh. And you. I haven't had that it. happen yet. Uh, so now when I close Lychee, I go into Task Manager and kill it. Just because to make Because it's happened sure. a couple of times. <laughs>
1: Huh? Yeah, I haven't had that happen yet, um, thankfully, or at I,
0: least not that I've noticed. If you restart your computer often, it's not a problem. But if you're like yeah. me and you never turn off your computer, you, you notice it over it become, time. Become becomes a problem real fast. It's like, why is everything not working? I look at Task Manager. <laughs> oh, I'm using thirty one point eight gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> yeah, I usually VBrush open. Who's eating all the RAM? So. Oh, cool, uh, Chris. Chris.45 45 says they've got that fixed in the beta 3.5.6. Oh, 6. awesome. Um, and that's part of why I like betas, but also part of why I don't use betas. Uh, but yes, absolutely lychee for the win. Uh, and apparently the hung processes are a Windows specific bug. But you're 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 well, you use I'm Windows. You use ZBrush, so you're a Windows person. Yeah. Uh, that, I didn't know that you did these in ZBrush. So you're oh, doing yeah. all the modeling and the printing yourself. Yes. All right. Which one's worse? Which process Modeling. of that is worse? Modeling. Because <laughs> <laughs> with the printer, I just like, could just, I just put it in the printer and then walk away. See, versus like, oh yeah, you're doing great. How about we randomly crash on you? Oh, uh-huh. did you forget to save in the past 10 minutes? That sucks. Yeah.
1: Or, or the recent with the most recent update is if you open anything from prior to two updates ago, it just
0: crashes. So I can't open any of my older files till they fix whatever is going on. Honestly, today. at some point, I do not condone this in any way, shape or form, but like, go <laughs> grab an old copy from the seven C's, if you will. Oh, I have, I have, I have my old revisions, but it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things
1: where it's like, yeah, it's like you guys give us this update with all these cool new tools and because they just added in a feature very similar to what Fusion has with the revision history where you can edit individual parts without changing
0: Excuse everything. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. I might need to re-look at ZBrush. I, 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 last oh, the month- most
1: recent update has a ton of really cool stuff. They have a new uh, knife feature for cutting... Um, it's it acts like Boolean, but it gives you hard cut lines with no jagged edges. They have a new bevel feature.
0: That's nice.
1: Somebody at ZBrush is paying attention to the fact that people in the three D world are using it now, and they're adding in more three D friendly feature, three D printing friendly features.
0: The last so, time I use ZBrush, and I'm going to date myself a bit, four r six. And so that was about where when, I started. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's I started there too. I looked at it. I worked on it for like two hours. I said. I hate this. File is no, not in the top left. I don't like this program. It's made by masochists. We're,
1: we're not even we're not even on four anymore. It's twenty 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 one and then the revision number is what they're dating it as now. But yeah, it's still ZBrush. It still will just randomly decide I hate you and
0: it's it, it's like oh. premiere for video editors, you know? Yeah. Every now and then it's like, hey, how about you start all over? That sounds like fun for the both of us. <laughs> right. Um, and, and that's why I have my autosave set up to save every five minutes. That's it? Man, I, I had autosave set up to every minute, and sometimes the autosaves would fail. Uh, yeah. Um, Tarsman013, who's also my brother, he's asking, what is the rig that you have? What is your computer rig that you're running ZBrush on?
1: It is, oh god Um We just We just sort of semi-updated it So it's got, um I could tell you what the old settings were Um, it's not anything Overly fancy What's well, um, the CPU
0: and the GPU, right? It
1: is Deluxe, cause I can't remember That's what fine, It's, it's you, you can find it under task it. manager
0: Yeah, um Task Manager. Cause like the last time I used ZBrush, I was running the forty-seven seventy K in a GTX seven seventy. It's a Ryzen seven
1: three thousand seven hundred. Nice. Um, and then the GPU is like
0: two gen, three gens old. Okay, like a like a Not... like a ten like a ten series or a twelve series.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't remember. I had an R seven, I had a the the dual RX. Um, 7X2, the AMD one that was water-cooled. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that in it, and it finally died, and we ended up sticking one of our spare um, NVIDIA cards in it, because you can't get video cards anymore.
0: Um, That's so, right, we have Photos Mint in here, another avid masochist. Uh, he says, we in ZBrush Land don't care yeah, about the Yeah, we don't GPUs care about the GPUs. Because it's not yeah. GPU-accelerated yet. It, yeah. Yeah
1: yeah I mean I like I I haven't always like the the 3d print like I said I started in 2015 before that I was actually a twitch streamer and I was playing video games so I had like the best of the best GPU and CPU and everything but as I've transitioned into that now I'm like i just need whatever will make zbrush not die on (laughs) me
0: it's like how can we appease the zbrush gods what sacrifices have to be made to make zbrush happy today chris says it was probably a radeon (laughs) r295x2 yes so that's what it was you uh you donated you you uh you offered that as a sacrifice to the zbrush gods uh (laughs) <laughs> my brother says what a monster only to be used in the winter <laughs> <laughs> yeah that thing put out a lot of heat <laughs> now, are you using a, a drawing tablet a Cintiq? yeah
1: actually i have
0: you have a centique yeah.
1: no this is a um hueon um i oh. had i had a centique i had a centique um hdux one for years and they refused to not use um div tables mm. and none of the new video cards have div yep they all have display port so it finally got to a po- point where i literally could not use my my um, monitors
0: are, are dvi and i'm running a display port to dvi adapter <laughs>
1: yeah well that was monitors. but that was the thing it was like i was having to use adapters and stuff um, I used to be a hardcore uh, Wacom fangirl. And yep. I will tell you right now, Keon's better. They're cheaper and they're better.
0: So I, <laughs> I've got an old Cintiq 24 HD. So old school, right? That back yeah. when they were thick, like three seats that Yeah, thick. they
1: weigh like 110 pounds. Yeah, yeah. The,
0: the, the stand for it was 55 pounds. The screen is like another 30. Yeah. It doesn't turn on anymore. And Wacom's like, yeah, it'll be a $600 bench fee. I'm like, you can go to hell with that.
1: No, by Huon, they they have the same pressure sensitivity level as the Wacom's do. They're um, $400. Oh, up yeah, to that's not bad at all. $900. It's 400 up to 900 depending on which size you get. Right. They're thinner. They run off of USB-C.
0: <laughs> I now have USB-C on my
1: motherboard. I did it previously. <laughs> so they also have USB-C charger, charge ports on the side. So I charge my phone while I've – yeah, They're they're – they're better. Like I, like I said, USBC I see
0: all the things. Yes. Yes. Um.
1: I mean, I went. To, I, so I went to school for computer and video game design. Um. And I majored in, um, character. Okay. Building characters, which is kind of why I do the dolls. Um. So I have used Cintiq. For since forever because that's what our school had that's what you know it was the industry standard at the time so yeah i was hardcore cintiq and i finally just got so irritated with it i started looking at other options and huon i bought it on when it was on sale i was like if it's horrible i'll return it while my cintiq's in the closet and collecting dust
0: (laughs) so i i guess i'm a little spoiled in that ringling is an hour and a half south of me
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: it's They're in Sarasota, Florida. I'm in Tampa. Yeah. It's like an hour. I have toured that campus a couple of times, once officially as 3D Musketeers, and then a couple of times just as like, I'm going to try to blend in and see how far I can get just to see until someone stops me.
1: It's like, you don't belong here. Their security is pretty damn good because
0: <laughs> I definitely didn't belong there. Um, but as as touring it as an employer, because I went to see if I could hire you know people out of there when we were doing a lot more ZBrush work, one all Macs, all Macs, yeah. all Centiques, and it's not, in, you know, back then it was the 24 HD was the big one. Every one of them. A trash can Mac, I think they were trash can Macs back then, you know, the Mac Pros. Big ass Centiques. some of them had two or three of them using as monitors. I'm like, okay, so you just put $4,000 worth of monitors when you're only going to use one.
1: One, yeah.
0: Uh yeah, but yeah,
1: yeah. 16, uh, 16 inch di- display from Huion's four hundred dollars.
0: That's not bad at um,
1: all. No, it's not. And uh, like, like, here's the pen. Boy, so. that's
0: not a complete and utter ripoff. Um, and it—that's a Wacom uh, pen, day and day.
1: Yeah, where's my donut? <sighs> is the donut?
0: This is the it's, sa- it's This is the stand, donut. and the tips are on the inside. Wait are those tips or what is that
1: yeah there's tips
0: it's the metal this is the key
1: remover so you ah pull the tip out and then the tips are here they're not standing up straight like the um yeah i was
0: looking for straight up tips right yeah and just the tips
1: but yes just the tips but yeah this is this is it and it's light it's very
0: lightweight um i see that's something I wish I had known, because I, I would have prepared way more, I would prepared more questions as well on the resin <laughs> side, uh, also on the design side. Uh, we might have to do one. The Canvas
1: um, the canvas 20 is what I have.
0: You have the Canvas 20? Okay. Yeah,
1: Canvas 20 for 430. And I, I think that's uh, um, what I bought it on sale when it was first, or I maybe I have the Canvas 21. It was whatever one was new for this year.
0: I mean that's um, that's a killer. It's deal. still like I said, yeah, because Cintiqs are like two thousand dollars. Yeah. Good. Um, who wants getting... a broken Cintiq Twenty Four HD? It Doesn't turn <laughs> on. I'll sell it cheap. You know, offer me like three hundred so, bucks and it's yours.
1: Yeah. So plus and shipping, like said, good it's lord. <laughs> exact Same pressure sensitivity. They both run four thousand eight something sensitivity. It's I as an artist, I notice no difference.
0: Are you still printing prototypes or, or at this point, yes. have you just kind of gotten it to where you're happy?
1: No, I, I still, if I do any sort of design change on my dolls, I print prototypes. I have to, um, to make sure joints fit, um, make sure they work mechanically. Because
0: mm-hmm. um, that's the other thing. You can
1: build a joint in ZBrush and it looks like it works till you print
0: it. What is that design <laughs> process or what does that uh, prototyping process look like for you from the aspect of all right, I've got an idea, I'm going to design it out. How how many prototypes are you normally going through before you're like, all right, I got it. Now it's time to sell it. Um, maybe two or
1: three. It's not a whole lot because the, the thing is, is um, like, depending on how many joints the doll has, I'm only printing one copy. So mm-hmm. like for for this doll I would only print this joint once. I wouldn't need to print a left and a right cuz they're mirrored. So they, you know, I just test the one side. It's the same with the, the knees, the thighs cuz this the it looks like it's one part, but it's not. It actually so that it's rotatable. Right. Um but yeah, usually I'm only printing one prototype per joint um and it that joint may go through two or three sometimes four revisions just depends on how wildly i've changed it or what i'm updating um but usually that's kind of it and then it it gets finalized and i print my master and put it all together and make sure everything fits and if for some reason there's one thing that's not right i'll go back and prototype that part right right okay but it's usually a pretty quick process, especially with how small these things are. They don't... Yeah, because the gonna prints aren't going to
0: take very long. No. Are you doing a lot oh. of print on plate, or are you always printing with supports? Uh, it to... depends on what it is. Okay.
1: Um, uh, almost all of the bo- doll body is print on supports, but things like eyes, I print on plate. Um, and these, I found my... Well, I was looking for nose rings. <laughs> I found my, my eyes. um. So this was a, what I was talking about. It's a little half dome. Yeah. And I just print them directly flat back. No, there's no the reason plate. not to. Yeah.
0: Have you played around with flex plates on any of the printers yet?
1: I, I haven't. I want to, um, especially on the Phenom. Yeah. Cause cause that, that, how big's that build plate? It's huge and it's heavy and I have weak little girl
0: wrists. <laughs> <laughs> that have years of abuse from drawing as i say my, my, my <laughs> girlfriend's wrists are probably stronger than mine but she's also a nurse that does you know chest compressions yeah. um, on the daily so her her wrists are well well oiled machines well probably not well oiled but they're machines for sure <laughs> yeah no um, mine might have years of abuse from drawing at a computer so
1: <laughs> they're they're pretty trashed that's fair. um but it's i don't know it's about
0: I can, i'm gonna look it up
1: real quick because I'm, I'm overtly
0: curious
1: um it's nowhere near as big as the the xl or the xxl which requires handles
0: yeah i i, <laughs> I like that they just adopted the american scheme of uh, of, uh, of, of of sizing so yeah the, the build volume it's 276 by 155 so it's actually yeah, it's, only slightly larger than a saturn yeah i love my saturn
1: but it's still it's a big it's i mean I, I can lift it with one hand. It's yeah, you know, but it's still it's heavy because it's um. Oh, and it's a flat top, isn't
0: it? No, we have the we have the tilted one. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, I um, mean, I, you know, I so we reviewed a Photon Mono X on the channel, and I don't think I ever officially did a Saturn review. We've got some resin we're going to be reviewing soon from Creality. Creality sent us resin, which is was very interesting to me because I have not been um all that nice to Creality. I I, I quite regularly shit on them, uh, but they they said we we were looking for people that are critical of us so that we can have a fair test of this resin. I'm like, okay. You know what?
1: I'll take that that over the ones that want to kiss up to you. If they want critical reviews. Uh, Well, they don't want critical
0: reviews, but they, they, they don't want people that are just going to say it's awesome because it's Creality. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I can respect that. Because, like, I even said, hey, I don't own a Creality printer. And I'm not going to buy one for this review. If you want me to use a Creality printer, you're going to have to send me one. They said, no, nope, we know you don't have any of our printers. And we don't we want you to use them. Because if we're showing Creality resin on a Creality printer, that's not really indicative of what the industry is going to use. They are yeah. well aware of what's going on. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a new resin. I don't want to talk too much about it. But... Uh, it is, they're saying it is a safe formula and <laughs> what do we say? Everybody resin is toxic. <laughs> um, I, is it, a, is it epoxy free? Like the matter hacker stuff? Epoxy doesn't matter. Well, I mean, but is that what their metric is by it's I safe. don't have an MSDS yet. Oh. So I oh. told him, I said, I need to get an MSDS before I want to go ahead and film the video. Yeah. Um, uh, cause I, and I want to test it. But like, other than my, my thought was I would get some like skin on pork shoulder. Oh, okay. And put okay. some resin on that. And then go throw it out in the sun? <laughs> no. Well, no. Because resin will damage your skin even when it's not curing.
1: Yeah. No, I know. I Because I've, I've spilled it on myself and got a rash. But the, <laughs> the, sun, the sun test is fun, especially when you don't know you have resin on your skin. Yep. Oh, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, why am I burning?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like why we recommend uh, we we use the you know like the log yellow kitchen gloves you could get from the dollar store. Yeah, and I recommend if you're close to a dairy farm that you go get oh, the, the, the shoulder length. The yeah, you know the ones for ham um, gloves for cows. For cows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ham says resin is delicious and. Uh, for those that don't know, Idle Hams is one of one of, if not the greatest people in resin supporting. They know, you, uh, they know all about it.
1: You have that screen share thing. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, give me just a second. I am ready when you are. I will. I will show some delicious
1: resin. There we go.
0: I don't see anything share. Yeah, nothing sharing yet. No? Oh, wait. How about now? There we go. Now we're screen sharing. Oh, There's yeah. Some, oh, some, God. Some... There's so much mica in there.
1: That's not mica. Oh, that's, that's, that's glitter.
0: Chunky, that's chunky glitter. That's chunky glitter. <laughs> I've always is been there... concerned, like, what if it's standing straight up when the plate comes down? I guess it just bends? It just bends because it's so thin. Um... I'd say the biggest pieces in there are maybe one millimeter. I showed Amber your Instagram. Amber's my my, my better three quarters. Uh, I, I showed Amber your Instagram, and uh, she's like, "So, when can I buy a resin three D print?" And this is what this is what that printed. Forbidden milkshakes. <laughs>
1: yes. A lot of, there's a lot of, I have a lot of resin mixing videos where I've made, um, forbidden milkshakes. Um, but this is what that, um, printed. And unfortunately, because resin fogs.
0: Yeah. You're wiping it with like alcohol or something to get it clear again. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big bummer for me with resin.
1: Yeah. That it doesn't stay clear. Um. And if you Afterwards. can get it
0: clear, it's going to yellow over time anyways. Yeah. I've seen that you can polish it out. You know, some people do coating. Some people are like, yeah, you you basically clean it. And then you instantly coat it with a UV with a UV protective coating. So you're actually not fully curing the resin. But it stays um, clear that way.
1: Yeah. So I I mean, you can see how shiny these are. Yeah, those are quite shiny. Um, and how are you obtaining that? um
0: or do you not want to talk about that
1: no 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 it's fine because it's the same thing that i use for
0: other for like the Ooh, that's got a bad it, label on it
1: yeah it does have bad
0: label on it Glass um polymer varnish with uvls
1: so it has a uv protectant in it um and it's just a it's uh basically polymerized acrylic gloss and i spray it through an airbrush and it coats the resin this is after i've sanded it um what are you sanding to
0: how how high grit uh
1: 2000 okay so i start at 600 and then i go to 1500 and then i go to 2000 it's not like i'm not stepping incrementally down i'm not starting at 60 grit gonna get all that
0: good stuff off of there what detail (laughs) are you deliberately over detailing your prints because you know you're gonna sand them no, because where I put my supports isn't where any of the detail is. Smart. <laughs> oh, oh, so and you're also only sanding where you're having supports. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: I might like on the last on the 2000. Mm-hmm. I might do an overall sanding on most areas. Evens it out too. Yeah. Um, but because that's that stuff so thick, it fills in a lot of the any sort of like unevenness you might have um on the prints so but that's it and the the nice thing about that is it's got a uv protectant in it mm-hmm. and it's high gloss so it's almost like a candy coating finish
0: on and the that's kind of what you're going for right you want that that candy shell yeah because uh, over time of course resin parts will get quite brittle if you don't protect them um uh, and now I'm curious, what is that, uh, danger label on it for? Is it just an inhalation danger?
1: It's yeah. Um, and it's, um, it's flammable.
0: Oh, well, it's, I mean, all, all fun things are flammable. We Yeah.
1: That. Um, it's, it's just, it's, you're running, it's the same. You're running in the mill acrylic. You know, if you're going to spray, if you're going to atomize it in any way, wear respiratory protection and have proper ventilation or do it outside um, minimally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah it's it it's nothing um
0: it's nothing too crazy it's not caustic or anything like that you know nothing really fun and because you have experience in both this f d m and resin, what are some of the big benefits of resin over f d m to you the not having to sand for hours and hours <laughs> not
1: having to fill in stuff with bondo <laughs> um it's, uh, well, and then because I'm dealing with a lot of times I'm dealing with such small object, I, there's no way I can print some of the stuff I print on an FDM.
0: That's fair. When we um, saw Geeky Faye just did some videos where she, uh, where they're using a, uh, 0. Point 0.15. Point one point oh, one, point 0.1. yeah. Masochism at its finest, as far as I'm concerned. We, we. We've, one. Gone,
1: we've gone down as small as a 0.15 nozzle um, on our Dust mark. Dust will
0: clog a nozzle. Three. Actually, it yeah.
1: did. Yeah, it does. And that's why we don't use it because it's just too
0: much of a hassle. Yeah. Um, but and it's pretty darn cool to see it. It is. It's like, cool. <laughs> even I was one of those people, I'd like, when when Faye said that, I, I messaged them and said, are you sure you want to do this? Are you <laughs> sure you're – they're like – Oh, yeah, I've actually already had it done. I just started the marketing after I already knew I could do it. I'm like, oh, see, you're smart. I, I'm i the kind of guy that says, F it, we're going to do it live. Uh, yeah. That's why there are some, like, uh, that's why, one, we don't do live streams anymore for, for design, because um, I'm not that great, and Googling something on a live stream is just not kosher. Uh, but, you know, it is, it is still a massive benefit to me and w- with programs like light because what we used to do is we used to use prusa slicer to do the supports and hollowing we would then export the stl with supports put it in a cheat box slice it there then put it into photon file validator to make sure everything is clean then i could print it and Jesus. holy shit that is so much extra <laughs> That's work too many steps and not to mention all the extra steps that are involved with dealing with resin right my, yeah. my huge thing over fdm is like you literally just rip the supports off. You throw it in a bag and you send it in the mail. You're done. Yeah. But with, we'll see, <laughs> see
1: our, our FDM is actually even more involved than that. Cause we build custom supports. We don't do, um, slicer generated even with Prusa's snug supports. Really? Yeah. We custom build all our supports onto the model and print it that way. Why? For minimal contact as much minimal
0: contact on the surface as possible. I have, and have you played with Prusa Slicer two point four, the alphas? Mm-hmm.
1: We 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 will use machine uh, the slicer generated supports on some things, but for um, for some, I thought I maybe had one, but I don't. Um, for sometimes when I get a client that wants a doll printed and they just want it printed cheap, um, we will do it in FDM. So we're still dealing with detailed faces and hands and stuff there's no way I can have a slicing program. Not are you now, are you designing
0: in the supports when you're doing the Z brush work or no.
1: So for, for stuff like this, when clients send us stuff and they want it printed in FDM, we go and we build the supports in Fusion, on the model.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and we basically, we, we bring in the model, we build the separate supports and then we export the supports in the model into, um, prusa slicer and we have them printed as one object Mm -hmm. so
0: but i like it i mean that's i haven't gone down that path yet because generally for us like the 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 straight up built supports are more than adequate uh but in some cases yeah i i can definitely see
1: yeah it's not for everything that we do that but for for stuff that's really detailed where for um, resin i'm
0: always doing custom oh yeah yeah I, I will let lychee sometimes do it, um, at least to get like the bulk of it. But then I will go through, and I learned this on the rings that I really do need to do that. Um, and I got a lot better detail. But I find that lychee puts way more supports than it than it really than should. Than it needs. Yeah. yeah. But you know, and and I hear people complain about this. I say, you know what? I recognize a little bit of extra time to clean it up. But do you really want to print it twice?
1: No. Yeah, it's, and they're like, "Well,
0: what about the extra expense?" I said, "If you are, th- if you're, if your margins it's are that tight, you're in pennies. the wrong business." It the sports cost pennies. They cost but pennies. That's, yeah, that's not where your that's not where all your cost is go. No, yeah, your cost is in the time, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, for things like, so, it looks like you know, it's it's not a solid head. It's actually, it's two pieces, oh. and it's the tolerances are extremely tight so that it just it stays together so for things like this where we we want the outside to look as finished as possible now this is resin so all the supports are on the inside
0: of the head it doesn't
1: matter yeah but if we were to print that in fdm we would want to build custom supports in so that the outside stayed as unmarred as possible but those interiors were still as pristine as possible so that they could press fit together without any issue so we have to go in and build that's where the custom support building comes in is stuff like that. Otherwise, yeah, we would just use
0: the, the slicer built supports. Um, I love that. I mean, that's a, your, your attention to detail is at least that I've met in the industry quite quite second to none. I mean, Idlehams, so I don't know if he's still hanging out, but, uh, you know, he's very similar in that, you know, I am going to build supports for what is most effective, but also deal with surface finish. Yeah. Um, We're going to be doing so in this test of the resin, uh, I'm working with Fotus to find out some really interesting models that are like difficult to support that are going to really test resin, but are Mm -hmm. also quite pretty, you know, so I'm not just printing crap to throw it away. I should throw you my dragon head. Yeah. It's a,
1: it's a pain in the ass to print resin
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't make it too hard on me this resin (laughs) this type of resin is statistically difficult to print um it is they are claiming it to be a water washable resin and i i don't like water washable resins um and idle hams can speak to this heavily as can i uh water washable resins tend to have internal stress that comes out in like months when yeah. the layers start to split and delaminate. If it doesn't happen during the print. from I actually
1: have a 3D printed doll from another maker right now that I am repairing. And I sus- I don't know what resin it was printed with. But I suspect the damage that I'm seeing is because it was a water washable. Because I'm getting those split fissures on parts of the doll. So yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not a fan of water washable. I'm also not a fan of water washable because people go and wash it in their sinks.
0: Yes. Literally my problem. Literally my problem is that oh water washable. I can wash it in my sink. sink. No. (laughs) Resin is toxic. It is Oh, it, it hurts me every time I see people do it and enough people believe that this is okay and the manufacturers while they do put some warnings up they are not like i would trust Sarai to to not put, like in big red letters do not wash this in your sink but nobody else i i like yeah. i'm 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 looking at the resin i have from creality and it does not say anywhere on there that you should not wash it in your sink
1: yeah and it it needs to be said because i've i've seen I've have seen videos of people, while, and I'm like, no.
0: You're poisoning stop. your please waterways. Stop. Um, and for like people like me, I live out in the boonies. I have a septic system and a well. Okay. Yeah. They are not all that far away from each other. Now the well is multiple hundreds of feet further in the ground, right? The septic is maybe six feet below the surface. The well is like 400 feet below the surface. But that shit leeches and it can get into aquifers and rivers and you don't want to deal with that and yeah you know the whole epa fines for poisoning waterways is like a quarter of a million dollars per incident yeah and i don't don't know is not an option
1: (laughs) yeah i didn't know better uh no
0: (laughs) now did you did you always start out with Tech, or did you mess with other resins before finding soriatek uh, well, because our first our first
1: machines were the Moai, we actually started out with the Poly or Piopoli, depending mm-hmm. on how you say it. We started out with their resins. Um, and then when they um, branched off and became the Soraya, we switched over to them. And I use Soraya in my Moais. I don't even use Poly stuff anymore. Um, even though it's technically not supposed to be for the it's not supposed to be sl um sla resin it's supposed to be um msla so
0: but i've made it work (laughs) something you Um, said that i didn't know is soraya tech a branch off of Pio poly uh i don't know if
1: they're if they're like subsidiaries or something but uh one of it's one of their chemists i think started it
0: Okay, so there, there, there's some sort of relation there's, there, good yeah, or bad. There they, is a relation. Yeah. Okay. Um, but
1: yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's like a if they're, you know, a, a subsidiary or anything. But there, I know that there's uh, there there was at the beginning there was some crossover between the two. Um. So, but uh, yeah, I I pretty much that's with the exception of a few of the Prusa resins that I have in house. And I have a couple bags of matter hacker stuff. Um, I started I with
0: Elegoo. Pretty much just used the Soraya now. Um, I started with Elegoo simply because it was, like you said, it was the brand that you bought of the printer. Yeah. Then Soraya tech was doing a deal. It was a BOGO deal years ago. So I said, oh, what the hell? And I tried the brand. I'm Like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, and I tried the sculpt and then fast gray came out and i'll never go back like it's just yeah. it is the perfect neutral gray sculpt is
1: actually what the their first resin um that i started with their clear the sculpt clear because it's so similar to the peel poly um nex resin in terms of viscosity and With the glitter prints, you want thicker resin, and thicker resin is usually not something you find with the MSLA resins. Yeah,
0: they're normally quite thin.
1: Yeah. So I needed something that was similar to the viscosity of the PL Poly Nex resin, and Sculpt is, they're damn
0: near identical. Um, When we transitioned from Sculpt to Fast, I'm like, I'm just gonna start mixing them. (laughs) Yeah. And the colors, (laughs) Do not mix. So it made for some really interesting looking. Marbling. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Uh, and I've had some weird fails. I, I want to talk about some of the fails you've had too. We have had a build plate where on the Mars, because it's a it's a ball joint, hilariously, ball and <laughs> socket with some grub screws where the grub screws stopped working. And so as it printed, the build plate was twisting. <sighs> The fails are really cool. Like, what? A, yeah, that's gotta be. That's that's like the. Your, I, I I will DM you a picture of them. It's like using the shear function in Photoshop, but in a print. Yeah, I mean, it it, it is a perfect print, but it just like it's just <laughs> twisted. It, it, it's twisted. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh. Yeah. Uh. It, it is. Um. Th- that was a tough one to figure out i'm like the plate <laughs> like, <"What?"> seems fine <laughs> it was the fact that the model had so much more uh peel force on one side than the other you could oh, so easily it move it by it. hand yeah. but as it got away it would just start oh that's a little bit of peel and it would just shift ever so slightly every few and it, it, wow it, uh, uh, this was a, over crazy. a year ago that it happened but I had one Mars printer come uh, that looked like it was in a WWE wrestling match before it got to me. And Elagoo's like, I said, you know, what can we do about it? They're like, oh, we'll just send you another one. Like, what about this one? Keep it for parts. I'm like, sweet. Okay. And I had a spare build plate. So it was as easy as getting rid of that spare build plate, or that that bad build plate, putting the new one on, leveling it, and I ran the same print and it was perfectly fine. Fine, yeah. But I I changed. FEP. I changed. I went to a new VAT i'm like what is going on i've
1: done that with so many of our it's like like the moai we just recently um switched our laser out in our oldest one which is going on four years now um but when it started to fail we didn't we couldn't really pin down what the failure was we were just we were having prints not print um and it was intermittent you know, sometimes prints would print fine, sometimes they weren't. So we changed the FEP, we changed um, the build plate, we re-leveled, yep. we, we went through, we disassembled it, cleaned it, put it back together. So, so we, and we eventually, it was just like, okay, the only thing that we haven't checked is the laser, maybe the laser's failing. We just had them send us a new laser, put the laser in and suddenly it prints fine. Yep. So, but, you know, yeah, you go through all the whole checklist of what on this is causing this to fail. <laughs> and then sometimes prints just fail. Like, yep. Sometimes the weather's they fail just because. Yeah. It's, the weather's wrong. It's too, you know, the, the, the stars haven't aligned.
0: The temperature <laughs> matters so much. Yeah. Especially for, like, soriatech uh, Tough. Yes. They're Tough Resin. Oh, they're yeah. Tough Blue. If it is not hot... Yeah, it is, does not print.
1: Yeah, it uh, likes the summer. I won't print it if it's not. Even though we like, we have a heated room and everything. I won't print it unless it's the summer because it's.
0: I saw Peopoly released a heated vat now too. Yeah, the whole the vat itself is heated. Yeah. When when we print tough, and this is like such the jagus way to do it, I will preheat the vat with a blowtorch. Yeah,
1: I do um a heat gun
0: okay, I'm not the only one that does it. I'm like, this is so freaking dang. I I don't do the vat.
1: I don't do the vat all often, but what I will, I'll do the vat sometimes if it's really cold outside, but I will um, heat the build plate with a heat gun. Um, And it keeps enough because it's that thick piece of aluminum. um, It keeps the heat long enough to kind of heat up the resin. Right. Um, And it's, Yeah, yeah, temperamental resins, which is why I stick to fast and simple for the most part because they don't really care. Yeah, they don't. They're like,
0: oh, (laughs) it's freezing? We don't give a shit. Oh, it's 200 degrees? (laughs) We're fine. Siberian winter, surface of the sun. It just works. (laughs) dot 45 says, just get a brewer's belt. I don't know what that is, but that's something I'm going to be looking up. I assume it's a a small, thin heater.
1: Yeah, that wraps around the... um,
0: The the vat vat itself.
1: Yeah, for the...
0: I figure if you could just heat your build chamber. Because, like, unlike heating an FDM build chamber, you need, like, what, 30, 35C, and Tough is, is generally happy.
1: Yeah, it's not, you don't have to. And um, uh, Moai actually had little heaters that you would stick Yeah. Um, in the thing. So they exist. Um, and I've seen people that have done, like, little desktop USB heaters and put That's
0: them That's what there. we've done. We did a USB heater, uh, and then we did one that used. Uh, when we, when we had these machines uh, connected via ethernet uh, worked off of the same voltage as POE power over ethernet. Mm. So we could just run it off the ethernet port on the printer. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to run. Cause like I've got a shelf with two, four, six, I got a shelf with 11 resin printers on it. Yeah. Do you know how many damn plugs that is. That's it's a lot. It's 11 plugs. <laughs> um, you if know, keeping uh, up with the math. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And, it's like the other frustration that i have with some of these cheaper resin printers i want to have shelves like you see i have Prusa's on shelves i want to have resin printers on shelves and no they can only go on the top shelf because you got to lift the whole dang top off right and yeah and for, for, for amber she's like five foot two she can't reach I'm, all it's five like, three, I'm know. five three
1: so i know the struggle
0: she's I like just she grabbing the to grab it and kind of yeet it off the top and hope she can catch it before it hits the ground uh <laughs> But, That's uh, like
1: I'm trying to figure out where to put if we get a Saturn. I'm trying to figure out where to put it because we've run out of space. And somebody suggested they're like, "Oh, just put it on top of your moai." Well, to give you an idea, the door for my moai is here yeah. when I'm standing in front of it. If I put anything on top of the moai, it's going to be
0: two feet above my head. And and let's be real, we want to see. We want to see the print, man. It. I want to. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's especially like when I was doing the casting resin. The lift was never all that high. It was like seven or eight millimeters. But yes, your you're like, is it actually are... printing? <laughs> yeah, it's Like, is it working? Is it working? And then it finishes. I'm like, damn it. One printed. Th- that's that's
1: one thing that I wish the MSLA printers had that the Moai has is a clear vat. So I can actually see if anything's happening before we're like, you know, an hour into the print. <laughs>
0: I, I think we've talked about that before where a clear vat would be really, really cool. And yeah. I'm sure it's, you know, like we have plastic vats. They're okay. I'm more of a fan of the metal vats because I just want something with, I, I don't works. want the vat itself to flex. Yeah. So I, I go with the bigger vats. Um, you know, and uh, we also have a bunch of new people in here. So I just want to give a shout out to some of the new people. Uh, Jordan and Bob are back from there. Tool-changing endeavors, and I know that they, they raided the channel with some people, so I appreciate you guys coming over and hanging out. Don't forget to leave a like while you're at it. And check out Synthetic Ephemera on all of the social medias. Links to her will be in the description down below. Uh, but I, I agree with Chris.45. I'll stick with my aluminum vat. It is... Uh, I, I, I can't get behind it. Like The aluminum vats are only like 2 or $3 more than the plastic ones. Why do what I about, want plastic vats?
1: What about putting a window in it like an acrylic window like have it be aluminum but have like a machine window in the front with an I'd acrylic. i'd be worried about piece. it leaking well i mean it's you still have the the fep for it to
0: leak through too <laughs> i mean yeah see if it's a clear vat you're gonna have to have something for the that uh, yeah, that gasket thing to screw into to
1: screw into that can yeah. hold
0: like 30 pounds of force because you're you know yeah. you're really wrenching on those sometimes it's cool. It's, I think it's it's one of those where it's a really cool idea in theory, but it is very technically complicated in in, in terms yeah. of uh, the process. Yeah, it's but, just one
1: of the, the the things I miss from going from uh, um, SLA because all those fats are clear. They're all either yeah, um, glass or or acrylic.
0: So, Bob says that they knew you before yes, they knew me. Yes, I know Bob. Which is fair. I know Bob. Everybody knows Bob. <laughs> Bob is great. Hashtag Bob yeah. was robbed. Uh, unrelated to this one but some people (laughs) will get that joke uh yeah yes i am relatively new to the social media printing community i've been printing for 13 years now but i'm relatively new to particularly matt's people because matt's people that's how i met you Uh, that's how i met bob and jordan uh photos i met through patreon because i'm a patron of his and Idle hams is one of his, you know, his support guy. So, uh, yeah, no, I am. I I am new to the social media because I like a lot of makers. It seems are just social media and me. Don't get along. I was raised with this whole, don't talk about the things you do. If it's good enough, somebody else will talk about it for you. Don't toot your own (laughs) horn. And that is not the way to do it in this industry. Learn that. My,
1: Um, my, yeah, my, and that's part of the reason why I've been a little bit more vocal lately is I keep seeing people say "It, it can't be done. In, in fact, in the last week, I've seen probably six different people say that glitter printing and mica printing can't be done. You're like, and I'm like, Hi. but I've been doing it since 2015. So either I'm a wizard or yes, it can be done.
0: This is why I wish we were local, because I would love to do a video where you show this off. Because yeah. I certainly, under no circumstances, trust myself. Even if you gave me all the secret sauce on how to do it, I do not trust myself that I could do it without creating a massive mess on my set
1: well i mean to be fair it is glitter so it's going to get everywhere regardless
0: yeah that's fair um we 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 do have uh we 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 do have a no glitter policy in this shop um but and you know honestly when somebody asks for glitter oh i have done glitter once we cut glitter acrylic on the laser that was terrible that was terrible still goes everywhere it, no well the glitter's in the acrylic. Like it's it's oh, it's, so it's, 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 it's a sparks, cast piece right? of acrylic with the with the glitter in there. The problem is glitter is reflective and lasers reflect <laughs> Yeah. Do, do
1: you See s- and that's so that's that's the thing I get asked a lot with the um the SL the the SLA, the my eyes is well, you can't because the glitter's gonna reflect off the laser.
0: I haven't had any issues. Do you so, do you ever notice like errant lines from the reflections or no? Nope. Nope. I wonder if the because the laser is so weak. Small or weak. Yeah. Because on an eighty watt laser, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Like I've got dots in the acrylic top panel for it from where the laser reflected and smashed into the acrylic top panel yeah, out of focus, I, thankfully. I don't
1: know. I yeah, that was one of the things that I kinda thought would happen when I first started you know just dumping things into my vat right but i i've never on on the the eyes i've never seen any indication that the laser has been um reflected or refracted off these glitter pieces so i don't know why it works
0: so what you're saying is anyone that wants to try it freaking do it yeah you can and, do it and uh you know synthetic femera has faith in you <laughs> maybe not it's 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 no I, it's
1: it's I wouldn't say that it's easy to do because well, it's there easy is everybody would be doing it. Yeah, there there is some there there is some technique to getting them yeah. to happen. Um but it's not it's not so like involved of a process and like, you know, you have to have things precise and all this for it to work. It will like I said, the very first ones I did was literally me just take, like, I had some spare um, chameleon flakes and some mica powder and some um, unicorn flake stuff that I literally just dumped to my husband's horror into our Moai vat, <laughs> Just straight into the vat. I didn't even pre-mix it. I do pre-mixing now in a jar. I don't dump it straight into the vat. I
0: My I'm very first one, like, I uh... was just... <laughs> I'm imagining like one liter mason jars up on a wall somewhere with. <laughs> they're actually like, bubble bubble toilet trouble.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're actually little. They're little. Um. They're little. Uh. Pint. Um. Tupperware. Okay. Containers and I have
0: probably forty of them with. Oh, berries. and they're polypropylene, so you can yeah you can cure it and it peels right off.
1: Yeah, and it's so I have yeah I have all the different like colors and mixes that I've made with different shades of, and different levels of contamination, um, you um, and yeah, it's, it, it very much like, it looks like a mad scientist uh, laboratory with all the different goops and.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've never played. I want to cause like I've got a bunch of clear resin that's going to go bad eventually. And I think I might just start playing with it. I, I don't know. Do it. <laughs> Do it. But see, I'm going to be the guy's like, "All right, let's open the package." Poof, everywhere. Yeah. How how many times has that happened when you're like, "All right, let's open the package and the whole thing opens and mica goes everywhere?"
1: Not with the mic, not with the um the glitter and the mica I use is actually in jars. Okay. Um, using little, like little tiny little jars. But what will happen is I will go to pour some out and the entire glob of mica pops out of the, the jar. What? i'm like well okay i guess this is gonna be all this color for the next year um yeah it's the uh the shelf that i do a lot of my mixing on is um probably
0: 90 percent mica and glitter at this point and not so much a shelf anymore (laughs) can you go through some of that process of the mixing the cleanup And like particularly how you protect your work services, because again, resin is toxic and it tends to find its way effectively everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Like my one of the things my
1: husband says to people that want to get into resin printing is if you can walk around your house with an open container of oil around your neck and not have it spill anywhere for a week, then you can go resin print. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's really not a bad way to look at it. it is yeah, kind because
1: of like, it's going to get everywhere and, and people don't understand how just
0: it gets everywhere. We use a wood. Sh- we, our shelves are, you know, they're like the metal industrial shelves and a eighth inch thick piece of hardy board mm. fits perfectly on top of them. Right on top of it. And, uh, I could protect the hardy board, but the entire four by eight sheet is like 15 bucks. Yeah, and just so get a new one when it gets too gross. When it gets, yep. And I have uh, a big 40 watt <laughs> cob curing station, and I have a high powered UV laser that can burn the wood. Uh, so I also, <laughs> that means I know I'm getting UV deep that way we don't saturate the wood with uv are you using because i know back in the day we used to use cookie sheets what are you using to protect that's what i use i use
1: um yeah so for where um where the moais are it's um a piece of particle board and we just it's just particle board so we don't care yeah um but where my sl1 is it's on a metal um shelving system from ikea where you you throw the rails up and then they like snap into it yeah um i have a big silplat the the Mm -hmm. um, silicone baking sheets yep i have one of the industrial size ones down and it sits on top of that and then that's pretty much where i do all my mixing because it's a big enough space with the sl1 on it um so and and that's the the thing with that is if i spill anything on that silplat i just cure it and then it peels right off exactly and then it's
0: reasonably safe to get rid of yeah
1: Um, what I was doing for a while before I had that shelf is I had a big, um, cookie tray that had a silplat in it and I would do every, all everything in that. My tools stayed in that and it keeps it all contained because you've got the lip
0: of the cookie tray. And, um, yeah, the the scraper has always been the one for me. I'm like, Oh, this scraper is nasty. (laughs) Yeah. I go through
1: depending on, on our, our, um, Work volume. I usually go through and like deep clean my tools once a month. Throw them in a tupper like a um, like a plastic bin with a bunch of isopropyl alcohol. I throw all my scrapers in. I throw my mixing because I have silicone coated um, uh, popsicle sticks. Well they look like popsicle mm. sticks, but they're in this they're silicone and that's what I do my mixing with. Um Damn it, that's doll.
0: brilliant. I shake the bottles. Mixing with a
1: the... Yeah. Dang. Well, I mean for my mixins is I mean I shake the bottles to get their pigment if they have any in it. But when I'm doing like my mica and my dye and stuff, I use the silicone um, stir stick. But yeah, once depending on our our workload and how much printing has been done, usually about once a month I go and throw all of my tools, my scrapers, my mixing stuff into an isopropyl alcohol bath and clean everything off so they're all- Are um, you an isopropyl gal or
0: are you using other cleaning? No, isopropyl, which,
1: yeah, really, really hurt at the height of the pandemic because you couldn't find anywhere.
0: (laughs) We've been Mean Green for a while.
1: That's what I did. I tried that and it, it always, I could never get it to not be sticky
0: on any resin doped with tough. If you're doping with tough resin, it will never not be never, sticky. Ever yeah, not I be sticky. Just, you got to use alcohol when you're missing when you're messing yeah. with tough resin.
1: But that's yeah, that's all we use and it's hilarious when I go to the store and I buy like 30 bottles and they look at me like I'm a lunatic because I'm buying 30 bottles of isopropyl alcohol. Can <laughs> <Do> you give <laughs> like, should... a link to the uh to the popsicle sticks by the way. Yeah. Okay. actually I have, an, I have an amazon wish list that
0: has all the tools that i use because i get asked so frequently where is that
1: oh uh, let did, me did grab you, it did you
0: dm that to me no i don't think i did um let me grab it real because quick. because we got alexandre asking and uh i happen to know that they 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 are involved with lychee slicer so i think that'd be kind of um, cool to
1: yeah it's it's basically the resin because i need to get uh, the, some of those not so. the resin but the dye that i use mm-hmm um and then like it, it's it's primarily for the i set it up for the doll community because more and more people in the doll community are starting to pick up 3d printing right. and none of them really know about resin printing and it was a an easy way for me to be like these are the tools you need to do it safely please at least get some of this don't be stupid
0: i'm getting um, that amazon store page set up so I'm be like all right These are the bare minimum. This is like, I'm going to take this seriously. And this is, I am afraid of this. And I want every, I, you know, I want goggles, face shield, button suit level of protection. But yeah, I, I want to get some of those stir sticks because especially in the vats, because I don't empty my vats. I'm weird. All of my printers have resin in them. I never empty the vats. Um, I'm gonna check Amazon real quick too. Here is I just dropped the link in the
1: chat and oh, I it won't also it y- oh, yeah. won't work. YouTube
0: oh. YouTube doesn't let uh, links on live streams for okay. obvious reasons. let me DM it here. Here's yeah. the
1: DM then. Um, that's to the whole list. The the sticks specifically are.
0: Because um, I like, can do it. Because then people are gonna be putting in some you know some 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 weird stuff. Um, those are
1: the sticks specifically. It's a it's a stick and then a um, silicone little
0: spatula scraper too, which I also use oh, to get stuff out of the corners. Yep. Um fastest delivery tomorrow, buying one yeah, of these as soon as we're yeah. done. And it's like seven dollars for three sticks and two of the spatulas. It's cheap. Yeah, um, and they're they're going to last for a while. Yeah, they're not going anywhere.
1: Um But like that that whole list, I mean I have I've I've got the basics on it, gloves. Snips, the Hakko snips, these guys <laughs> that I use all the time. Um, a toothbrush, really, really nice to have to get into those hard places when you're cleaning
0: Don't stuff. Don't use off. it in your mouth because resin is no, toxic. Was,
1: buy, buy a toothbrush specifically for it, right? Like, you know, do not use it for teeth cleaning on it or something. Um,
0: the Better Three Quarters just messaged me saying she has mica powder for me to use. That means she's watching. Hopefully she hasn't seen the link. <laughs> um,
1: I even have silicone um, collapsible funnels on there because, again, you can just UV cure it and peel the resin off and no problem.
0: I used to try to, like, filter out resin from the alcohol because I, I use a pickling jar for the alcohol because mm-hmm. it's got a little basket in there, so it's, like, perfect. Yeah. Some people use ultrasonics for alcohol. Don't do I have that. a. Yeah, because they heat and they, then... They can catch fire. Yeah, it's not And your entire right. your entire liquid is flammable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what do you use um, for your wash and curing? I have a big um, stock pot that I got from Walmart for like five bucks that oh, I okay, do all so my washing in.
0: You're not using like a wash and cure station. No. <laughs> oh, because your stuff is too delicate.
1: Well, no, not just that. I started before wash and cure stations existed <laughs> and I just never really evolved <laughs>
0: uh oh i i just got told that she has seen the list oh <laughs> can i can i get some well wishes from the chat please <laughs> good maybe, um, maybe amber will want to come on into more videos um but okay but yeah i just yeah
1: i just have a big metal stainless steel stock pot that i do my washing in um even for small parts like um, I, I, should probably use something smaller, especially for like my really, really tiny stuff. But usually when I'm doing, um, like the, the nose rings or the heels, I print it on they're in groups. Oh, so, okay. So yeah.
0: So they're much larger at the end. Yeah. Of the day. So yeah. I just
1: wash the whole thing and then I cut them off the, the supports and stuff afterwards. But yeah, I just, it's a big quart stock pot that I have isopropyl alcohol in and I wash everything in that. And then I just, um, I have the PO poly UV cannon light. That's like, it's like a little brick. It's a little 10
0: watt led cob light. I mean, there's nothing to it.
1: And that's what I use for my curing. Um, or, or I have, um, for the really small stuff,
0: I have, yes me too can you see it oh no it's, it's out of frame i is yours it's, led or is yours uh it's both
1: it's led and it's got so it's got leds on the sides and then the back yeah and then it's got one of the bulbs here it's a nail it's it's one it's that's nail
0: curing yep yeah i got mine at a um, local goodwill for three dollars and it is all cold cathode uv bulbs oh wow like and it's it is so like led uv it does not hurt your eyes anywhere near to the way that UV cold cathode bulbs do. Yeah. So, uh... and if you are, and if you want to mess around, if you have uh, photochromic sunglasses that dim, or that darken These, these are. It triggers it. It triggers it all the time. Uh Uh-huh. The UV cold cathode triggers it instantly, but the UV takes a little bit of time to trigger.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, I don't have anything fancy, because like I said, I started in 2015, there weren't washing cure stations. No. Nobody had washing cure stations. I know, I don't have any word put it.
0: <laughs> that and, and see they, the, the wash. So you can see one of mine back there. That was yeah. dead. That is an Anycubic Wash washing cure, the regular one. Uh, the board is dead. It does it does not accept inputs anymore. Oh wow! And that's my third board. cubic has just said, yeah, we're kind of done supporting this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it into an Arduino and just because it's just it's a it's a stepper motor. And a UV light source. That's yeah. it. And some programming to spin it in one way, then spin it in the other. And probably uh, a timer to turn the light on and off <laughs> on the yeah, wash and, cycles. Yep. And then the, the stepper motor is fast for, um, for, and it's magnetically coupled to a stir bar. And then it's slow because you can put a, a, a little spinning plate on it. But we recently got the Any Cubic Washing Cure Plus, the big chungus mm. that oh, holds okay. eight liters. Jesus. Yeah eight liters but if you're getting a saturn that's the size you need is
1: that yeah uh-huh. well i wash my po poly stuff or my my phenom stuff in this
0: yeah pot. so how often are you changing out your your alcohol
1: when it gets cloudy okay goopy, yeah. when there's a layer of junk on the <laughs> when I'm going in and I'm washing something and in you know after 15 minutes of me sitting there and doing this it's still sticky and I'm like okay maybe the saturation is too high and I should change this it's yeah I, I, I put a lot of love and detail and thought into making the prints my after care is ancient and but you know archaic. what look,
0: if it's <laughs> if, it, if it if it works yeah there's not a lot of reason to sometimes fix it i i use mean green like there's it's the, that that bucket's literally got mean green in it uh and I, over over time in mean green the resin settles out
1: yeah that it does in the iso t- the iso too okay. i get this
0: like i get this like film on the bottom of the um I use a turkey a baster container. to get that out sometimes because that those are mm. the flakes that end up getting stuck on the parts yeah uh, but yeah we use we use a small pickling jar um who was it that said it William Patton said if you want to use a ultrasonic, fill it with normal water cleaning solution, and then put in either bags or jars with alcohol into it because oh because it it'll, it'll vibrate through.
1: it in yeah and that, you know what that's That's, that's brilliant. a really
0: good idea yeah that's I've got. <laughs> I've got a four liter, uh, UV or a a four liter ultrasonic and a one liter ultrasonic that I leave water in Mm -hmm. and I use the water to get off the alcohol. Uh, because if you try to cure a part with alcohol on it, it, you get that bloom, you get the bloom and there is really no way to fix it. Yeah. It's that's, that's it. It's basically, unless you're sanding it, it doesn't come off. Uh, now, we have have found that if you coat the part, the bloom will generally go It away.
1: does. It goes away, yeah. I actually, I have some, or um, I had some parts that I knew were going to be coated, and they ended up with bloom on them, and I would, wasn't worried about like, it. Like, I'm coating it.
0: them, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, any tips for beginners, right? People that are just starting out, what are some, like, tips and tricks that, that you can give them to kind of get rolling here as quickly as possible? For
1: resin printing in general or the additives? I,
0: let's do both. Let's start with resin both? printing in general.
1: Um, make sure you have enough space for.
0: That's a big one.
1: Yeah. All of it. Your, your cleaning station, your curing station, the printer, your resins. Um, right. Just, yes. Yeah. Especially if you're coming from FDM, you're like, oh, you know, the FDM is pretty much self-contained. It's, you've got to have like three separate workspaces for resin or one really big one that you can set all of the stuff you need on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh,
0: um, clean more than you think you need to. That's true. You can't, un. <laughs> you, can- <laughs> you can't fix it. If you end up with, with cured resin on your part, yeah. that should have been washed off. You can't yeah. Fix that. Just clean and clean and clean. Like,
1: I I know that's the worst part of resin printing is the cleaning afterwards, but if you get your part clean before you cure, I mean like properly cleaned before you cure, it's going to save you a lot
0: of heartache down the line. and then for just, Micah, or is the Micah and Mixon's just a uh, Shia LaBeouf, just do it? <laughs> yeah.
1: It is a just do it, but um, uh, find the thickest resin that you possibly can get that will work on your machine. And i start from there because the thin stuff, you're just going to get settling and you're going to get irritated because all of the pretty shiny stuff is on the support layer and nothing
0: else. Well, that is the benefit of having like a Form Labs Form Two, Form Three, or an SL ones where they've got wipers. They're they're they're, they're doing the little VAT tilt that always yeah. and forever but even, will freak me out.
1: Even then, with the tilting, because the Moai has tilt as well, because mm-hmm. it's built off the Form it's a um, class, architecture. Yeah, yeah. Um, you still need thick resin because it, the the mica it does just eventually settle out. Um, Are there any resins you can
0: recommend for that?
1: The Surreatech Sculpt Clear, Blue Clear. um, Those are both incredibly thick and they work on most MSLA machines. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that they haven't worked on. Um, You can get away with simple if you're using ultra fine particle stuff. Um, And you mix the ever living hell out of it and you have a machine that tilts. Um, I I've seen I've seen a couple people use simple with some additives in it on non-tilting machines, and it does work, but again, you've gotta really, really I yeah, mean like it
0: <laughs> It's not fully back yet. There we go. Um, the thicker the better for
1: for additive um particle additive printing. Now, dye. Liquid dye is a whole nother thing. You can pretty much add liquid dye to any resin. Um, but oil-based, it, you were saying? The Well, the ones that I found that work the best that don't have the issues that the alcohol inks um, do is the oil-based ones. And what what you'll look for, and it's on, on that Amazon list, is it'll say non-toxic, whereas the alcohol inks don't say that. Um, mm. And it's a pigment. It'll say pigment instead of dye.
0: Yeah, uh, epoxy say resin it pigment without alcohol. Pigment, see it.
1: yeah. Um, whereas the epoxy resin, the epoxy dyes, will, it, it says epoxy resin dye, and it's usually alcohol-based. Now, alcohol-based will work in the resin. I've used it but you have to use very, very little of it or your parts start going spongy because the alcohol, we use it to clean it for a reason. It does eat away at the resin.
0: Um, and uh Alexandre had a couple of points that I wanted to bring up to see if you've tried these. Um, they are using a spray bottle with IPA initially to get most oh. of the resin off and then they're putting it in a bath. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool because that'll keep your main IPA that's, bath clean.
1: That's actually what um, Ceratech suggests for a lot of theirs is to spray and why um, use but you um, must like wear a, a respirator. Or, yeah, you have if you're cause... atomizing uh, I, alcohol, use a respirator. Yeah,
0: don't be an idiot for um, that one. That one, that yeah. one can and very quickly cause lung problems. Yeah. Um, and they also asked, what is the max percentage of mica powder that you can mix in with resin? I don't know if you've ever found that out, because <laughs> I'm sure it's quite a bit. I put
1: a lot of mica powder in resin. Um, I yeah, I less is more in all honesty, because most micas um are pretty potent, um, pigment wise. Because mm-hmm. mica is not just um, sparkle; it's also pigment. So, I. I mean, I'm, I'm working in small batches, so I'm using these, my, my mica thing came with this little like spoon that's tiny and I'm, you know, using two or three of those, which might be a gram at most. I mean, it's not much, um, a little dabble, do you? Yeah, it's. I'm sure there is an oversaturation point where you can put too much mica in and your part is more mica than resin, but um, you'd have to use a lot of mica. Like, you'd probably have to use an entire container worth. Um, if I well, can get a resin sponsor, I will find <laughs> this
0: out. Right? Um, I've only got two liters of the stuff to test with and I'm not going yeah. to start dumping mica into it, but like, if I can. You know, grab like a Soraya Tech sponsor, or yeah. maybe if the Atlas Three D guys want to kick me like a you know five gallon bin of their resin, just <laughs> to like, all right, let's really find. I guess you let's, really don't need all that much. You just slowly keep adding mica to your vat until it starts to fail. Until
1: it's yeah, until it gets to a consistency where it's just not. Because like, eventually you're gonna get this. You're you're gonna almost get the like non Newtonian fluid effect with cornstarch and water, yep. where it, it's like it becomes so hard and goopy when it's, you know, impacted. Um, I have, yeah, like I said, I haven't gotten that there because I usually, by the time I've added what a normal person would probably consider too much. I'm usually it. It's because I'm adding it for a reason, but you, yeah, like, like this doll, whoops, this one, this blue is, I mean, it's, the resin was clear to start with and this is all mica powder there's no dye in this doll wow um so but i added a lot of mica powder there's like five different colors in in this doll um and she's still printed fine so um and i'm just the, the batches that i mix are just enough to fill up the vat of the sl1 i don't you know i'm not you're not mixing at a mixing, the
0: time
1: yeah i'm not mixing an entire um uh, one kilo bottle. I'm mixing, you
0: I, know. I think there's a business model in there for someone, and maybe it'll be me, but I'm going to give it away. <sighs> a Because uh, if you can beat me to market, what the hell, I didn't try hard enough. Pre-mix? No, no, no. Uh, a pump system to mix the resin as it's printing.
1: I have looked at that. My husband has looked at it um, using some sort of, like, almost dialysis-like where it's doing a constant. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of getting like, getting it set up to where it's not going to interfere with the print, because at least on the SL one, there's not a whole lot of,
0: well, the it, SL one area, it, it's got the tip. So you're fine. But on something yeah. like a Saturn or a Mars, you've got a good quarter inch or six mil all the way around. That's around. plenty for some two or three. Cause you, you pro- I, I doubt that you need a lot of. Of agitation? No, you just need enough
1: to get, to ensure that, um, at least on lift, and that's the other thing too, the lift does cause some agitation, you're getting that cavitation effect where it right. pulls it in underneath it, but um it's, yeah, you want some sort of um back and forth movement along with your upward movement to get all of it mixed in. So yeah, if you could yep. get something that would push resin
0: in one direction while it was I figure you pull it out of one side of that, put it back into the other and that high side and low side, should force the resin to effectively rotate. And if you are able to yeah. do it, if you could time it with the print so that when it was exposing, it was off.
1: Yeah. And, and then as on lift or as it started lift, it would start the process and it yeah. would pump
0: fast. Cause peristaltic pumps can move pretty quickly. It's, it's a thought of mine. It's something that I think yeah. would be... No,
1: it's something that my husband and I have looked at a couple of times and tried to figure out exactly how to go about it. But yeah, our with our current machines, the ones that we use glitter in anyway, they both have tilts, so...
0: It's not a big deal. It's never
1: been something that we've really pushed in terms of developing because we just haven't needed it. But if I end up getting a Saturn, I might make him revisit it. <laughs> Bill
0: Todd says rock the whole printer. And I don't yeah, even, just I don't even want to talk about <laughs> the, the, the potential of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the machine was to set to 15 degrees, but I accidentally set it to 51 fucking <laughs> 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 resin all over the place. The, if you move the whole printer, you would have to print it without a lid o- yeah. on these cheaper machines. Right. Uh, God, that would be like, I'm a, like, like a paint shaker, but for your whole damn printer, it would, yeah. it would probably still print just fine.
1: I have um, on that pr- – the the resin that I showed earlier that had all the um, <laughs> the big chunky glitter flakes in it. Yeah. I did – even though that was on the SL1, I did go periodically every like 10 to 15 minutes and go in and stir when it was lifting because, yeah, the ch- <laughs> the mica doesn't settle out that fast on the SL1. That chunky glitter was like just – I mean it was – it Might as well have been weighted It just
0: wanted to stay on the bottom um, Chris.45 Says drop an oral sander motor To the printer oh chassis God. You know I, I don't know if, if the chat Is being useful or if they're giving me Really <laughs> bad ideas but I think it's somewhere In between because they just get one of those
1: old unbalanced
0: Washing machines And stick your printer on that You have not been on the maker calls When I've talked about <laughs> what we're going to do Have you? Oh
1: no no, I've missed the last few because my yes. daughter has has karate on that day. Uh,
0: we are gonna build a centrifuge and put a printer in it. Yes. <laughs> I think Destructed. I think we said ten thousand subs for that. I think is what the agreement oh was. God. uh I think that's what we're gonna do for that. I maybe I said twenty five thousand. I don't know. I I got a school out in uh, Pennsylvania to assist us with it.
1: Oh my God! It's so. gonna uh it's it's gonna be, it'll be glorious.
0: <laughs> oh man! Uh, so, I know we, we we gotta wrap it up. I've taken up so much of your time today, so I, I appreciate you hanging <laughs> out, and uh, it, the fact that the little one has not showed up is is amazing to me. Your 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 daughter is so well behaved. There there may have been a deal with the devil made. Ah. Um, uh. <laughs> what 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 was the uh, what was the bribe? There was a promise of Target and a toy if she left me alone. Well, let me know. I, I, I think we'll be able to contribute to the toy fund a little bit. Cause I I appreciate your time on this one. Uh, but yeah, this is this has been awesome. Any final closing thoughts that you want to give? Uh, you know, in in terms of anything, and please again, you know, pimp out what you do because I know there are people in here that uh, um. that love it. Go,
1: go print in glitter. It absolutely can be done. I'm sick of seeing people say that it can't be done and it's not possible because they've tried it and it's failed. It's possible. I have put the information out there on how to do it. It's, it's there. Um, How to get successful prints, how to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck in terms of um, visual punch, because how you print the parts also plays part. Um, It's, Go do it. I want to see more people printing in glitter and mica and additives. You have and motivated
0: things, and <laughs> we're. I'm, I'm going to do a series on it because I can. Good. Uh But Good. You, you have motivated me. I'm going to reach out to a company to get some resin because I, I I don't want to spend a ton of money making. this This yeah. is not a cheap video to make. This yeah. series is going to cost a few hundred dollars worth of resin. Um, um cool. for mica, reach out
1: to Alien Three D. He carries. Um, oh, he's local. Yeah, he carries some really nice mica. In fact, I have a lot of the mica that he carries, and I use it. Um, It's really good mica. It's um, ethical mica. That's the others. I'm going to – a little bit of a tangent here. No, get on Um, that soapbox. Up on that soapbox. There's different types of mica. Um, There's mica that is – it's not really farmed. I guess it's mined because it is a mineral um, by Child Labor. So if you're getting mica, make sure it says that it's either synthetic mica, mica or it's ethically sourced mica that does not involve child labor. Um,
0: I did not know that was a thing. I mean, that's that
1: I did not either until I started getting heavy into mica and I actually had somebody come um, message me that is in the resin um, pour hobby and they were like, eh, "Do you know about ethically sourced mica?" And I was like, uh "I always what figured now? mica
0: was like synthetic mica. the entire time."
1: Yeah, no, there's there's two there's two different types of mica. There's synthetic mica and natural mica, which is a mined mineral. Um, and there's a uh, a lot of the mica is mined
0: via child labor no, so yeah eth- synthetic, all ethically
1: yeah synthetic or ethically sourced mica that's not done via child labor um
0: assuming it's like reasonably biodegradable too because like well, it's we don't most... need more microplastics around here
1: yeah no 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 um uh the synthetic mica is made from um i think it's made from seaweed so huh. it's not really synthetic in the terms of like a manufactured chemical it's just not the mineral it's not it's not the mined mineral this is
0: the is also video, like biodegradable
1: right? yeah, there's
0: also biodegradable glitter which is made out of um uh seaweed so i so i i said all right i want to do a series on this printing in mica printing in glitter and and learning it because if no one sees it i know tom Sadlatterer did a video on it mm-hmm. um but he had very mixed results like
1: yeah they, they, I... and a lot of it I, I, I could pinpoint exactly what he did wrong um, m- most of it was just print you you have to print a certain way to get the visual punch on the mica prints um, you can't you have to go against what you know in terms of resin printing and how you orient your parts um, so it's uh it, it's a learning curve in that regard, but it overall, it's it's mostly just throw stuff in your vat and press play. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna try to um, print with sewing uh, needles. <laughs> <wrong>?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like I said, there is an upper limit. There, <laughs> you can't. You know, you're not gonna be able to throw like Tonka trucks into your vat and. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I go print. Go print glitter. It's fun. It's addictive. Um, Don't get you, glitter everywhere. Oh, you, that's, <laughs> you're going to get glitter everywhere. I'm sorry. That's just a, thinking about it gets
0: glitter everywhere. I've been um, thinking about it. And yeah, my, well, Amber did just come back. Oh, is there a <laughs> glitter cannon waiting for me as soon as I step out of the office?
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's fun it's i i i really want more people to do it so people will stop saying that it can't be done because i've been doing it for five years four years now something like that
0: um your your work is amazing when 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 (laughs) i first saw i i found your work through the maker hangout that's how i first found your work i'm like holy shit yeah it is amazing like absolutely amazing work you know, FDM gets all the
1: fun, pretty filaments, and now they you do. can have fun, pretty resins that
0: are sparkly and And it's shiny easy to and... make your oh. own resin. It, yeah, or, it or is. your own colored resin. It's difficult and another, to make your own filament.
1: Another thing that you can do that I can't really show on cameras because it's not a visual thing, you can scent your resin with scented oils
0: that are made for food. Someone call Peter and We need to make this happen. If you guys don't know who Peter Sassman is, he is the guy behind uh, the smell vision basically. Oh! Scent VR. So, Peter carries one of the largest inventories of essential oils and smells that exist. Uh, so, he's my go-to yeah. guy whenever it comes to... I want something to smell. I so, call Peter.
1: this little pumpkin uh-huh. smells like orange. No kidding. Yeah, he smells like orange. So um but yeah you can scent your you can put um essential oils that are for like food like food grade um in as long as it doesn't have alcohol again as long as it's not alcohol based no alcohol alcohol gets rid of resin those don't mix together um but yeah you can scent your resin too so you can make it shiny and sparkly and you can also make it smell like
0: roses or peppermint or cinnamon or whatever you want so the better three quarters is just getting into stained glass now and i i i think we might have found another hobby for her now, now that she can add glitter mica and essential oil to make it smell different different ways yeah yeah will that reduce this the vulgar smell of resin um no? i don't know because i the only ones that i've really ever tried
1: it in is simple and fast i haven't tried to put it in blue or tenacious which are the more yeah they're really noxious smelling ones um when you're printing it, it's not um, I don't I don't really smell it a whole lot when I'm printing it. The, the scent that I add it, I only really start smelling it after I've cured and it's dry and everything, because I think just the resins overpower, the uncured resin smell is overpowering. Um, but it's present. It's definitely present when you um, yeah, smells like an orange it it's like somebody peeled a little cutie orange and then carved a pumpkin face into it
0: so i might just do that just to do it
1: just to have smelly prints yeah, yeah.
0: but uh, uh, uh the, the the good smelly if you will mm-hmm. well that's awesome and, and yeah now, where can the people find you uh i am on twitter
1: at mirror ada i know it's not my business name and then everywhere else i'm synthetic ephemera you can change um, your twitter
0: name can't you yeah i can no point at this point
1: yeah, I've had it. I've had that Twitter handle longer than I've had my printing stuff. So I just stuck with it. <laughs> um, I dig it. Yeah, Synthetic Ephemera on Instagram, Synthetic Ephemera on Facebook, although my Facebook's mostly just me cross-posting from Instagram. Um,
0: That's, but my Instagram's mostly me cross-posting from YouTube, so I understand yeah. this. Um, and then my website's SyntheticEphemera.com. Yeah, guys, go check her out if you are into ball joint dolls. You have found the person to buy them from. Do not accept any replicas or <laughs> copies. This is the person that you want to go to. Links to all of Synthetic Femoro's work is in the description down below. But I think that about does it. We're over 2 hours and that's kind of like the all right, it's time to wrap it uh you know level of uh of call, but thank you all so much for hanging out. Uh we appreciate it. Hopefully everyone learned a little thing. I learned way too much. I've got problems i I got problems that they're multiplying and they're, we got some <laughs> issues here, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I've got some great content now planned or planning in my head all because yeah. of this, because, uh, yeah, I, I am. I am determined to make all of this work and I want to show that it's possible. But anyways, guys, stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And as always, keep making awesome and leave a dang like. Come on, get subscribed. Yeah. We'll see you guys later.